just a few minutes, we'll be right with you with another award-winning, action-packed edition of your Tony Basilio Show. TB, welcome you to another edition. It is a rather eventful day today. Prayers up to uh, LeBron James's family as uh, his son had some sort of cardiac incident while working out at USC. So prayers up to the family on that deal. Brian just told me that DeSantis had a car wreck in Tennessee today. It looks like he's okay. Rather eventful day here. As we welcome you in for your Tuesday edition. Hope you're having a good one. We are. And we're excited to be with you today. Now, Matt Dixon, we're going to talk a lot of football today, obviously. But, uh, Matt, your thoughts on uh, this Maui Ahuna thing? He hadn't signed. What's What do you think's going on there? Uh, really surprising. I'm not not really sure what what's going on there, but the the deadline to sign is I think 5 p.m. today, and he's one of the the highest drafted players who's who's not signed. There's usually you know two to maybe four or five a year of those top ten picks that don't sign, so it's kind of a rarity. And he's a guy who I just had kind of assumed would probably had a deal worked out before the draft and, and had a number and, and the Giants were going to match that. But there obviously seems to be something going on there. Um, and Tennessee doesn't have a shortstop for next year. So if, if they can't work something out professionally with them, you know, I, I would assume he'd be welcome back in, in Knoxville, which would be very surprising to me that that would be the case. But I think, yeah, it was always kind of viewed as a, a one year rental deal, but you know, he, not signed yet, so I guess there's a chance he comes back, which I, I think would be welcomed at this point, given their their roster and the, their lack of really a, a shortstop. Yeah, he would be welcome back, uh, reaching out to people around the team today. And the word I got is that they are still negotiating. Him and the Giants are still negotiating. So I think Tennessee expects that he'll get something done with them, but. To Matt's point, it's pretty surprising it's gotten this far. So let's talk about our topic did Jor here. Brian Hartman brought this up. I want to get into it today with you. My number is 865-200-5402. Should you choose to jump in with us on a day where uh, over at uh, tclub.team, some information on our a matcha tailgate for the kids, which returns November of this year. We need your help. Go check it out. Brian Hartman asked the following today over at uh, tclub.team, and I'm going to ask you this. If you want to jump in, 865-200-5402, the number. If you want to get in through the magic of Twitter spaces, raise your hand confident. And secure, raise your hand, raise your hand if you're sure. Brian Hartman says the following today as we ask the question right off the jump. What are your two non-negotiable Vols better win games of 2023? 
In other words, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about long grass or a bad field at South Carolina like Matt tries to talk about. Matt tries to make the excuse there was bad conditions. Isn't that right, Matt? Field was bad over there at South Carolina? Uh, they had a lot of sand on their field, but that didn't cost Tennessee the game. Okay. Well. It might, might have hurt Hooker's knee, but it didn't cost Tennessee that game. I sure don't want to hear that this year with South Carolina. But Brian Hartman writes the following. Beating Alabama for the second year in a row will be a huge challenge. The Tide may not have a sure file to fire dependable quarterback as of now. But they do have the Tennessee game circled after what happened last October. Alabama has 20 straight wins in their building. It's going to be tough to beat Georgia anywhere, even in Knoxville. Two-time defending national champion to be favored to have a 27-game winning streak when they come to Neyland Stadium November 18. That game happens that late in the year, guys. Am I imagining things, or is that later than last year's game? Second to last game of the year. It's been November last three seasons now. It was the second to last game of the year, I think, two years ago. You know, Matt, I'm kind of for that, if you think about it, because I think in the coming years it's going to come down to Tennessee and them. That might be a little arrogant and presumptive of me, but... uh, It makes October a little bit easier and manageable. Well, I like it because you get to feel good about your football team until you play them. Maybe. Hopefully. What do you think, Dixon? Uh, I, I like that you you break up that that kind of late September October gauntlet like Brian talked about. Yeah, and you get to feel good about your team. During the yeah, we went yeah. we went about five or six years where we played about a month straight of, of ranked opponents, and most of them were like top ten. So I, I like breaking that up. I remember the gauntlet one year. It was like A and M when they were really good, Georgia. Florida when they were really good, Alabama. You just took your, you just got your, you know, start off five and zero and lose the next four. Yeah, well, we there was a stretch there with with Dooley and, and Butch where we, our our rotating west Western Division opponent was having a peak year like four year four or five years in a row. Yep. Where when it's not going to happen for you. And you're in the spin, as I like to call it. That's the kind of thing that goes on. So it's going to be tough to beat Georgia, Brian writes, anywhere, even in Knoxville. I stand with Brian on that. So let's go to the other two games, he says. If I'm going to feel really good about this season by the end of the year, winning both of these games is what I call non-negotiable. Both these games are winnable. Both these games are losable. Both of my games, he says, are on the road. Here are Brian's two non-negotiable games for this year. Number one, Florida. Falls last one came in the swamp back in 2003. Now, Brian, can I ask you something? Are you smoking the woo-woo and the hoo-hoo? You're calling a non-negotiable game? A game, a place we haven't won in 20 years, Bry? Absolutely. All right. They're as down as they've ever been. 
Brian writes, it's and not surprising that we haven't won in 20 years, but it is surprising. It's also pathetic. You're a good writer, Bri. Very good, in fact. Florida may be further down as a program than they were when Butch Jones failed to take advantage. 2013-2017. Matt, you agree with that? Is Florida this year, are they neon treon level? The, the anemia of their offense? You buying what Brian Hartman is selling here, Dixon? Uh, I, I mean, offensively, they're they're equally as bad. That those those Muschamp teams were really good defensively, and I don't think this Florida team's close talent wise. Um, I, yeah, I think they probably are as down as they've ever been overall. The Vols are going to have to strike while they're hot, and Florida is not. Florida went six and seven in twenty twenty two, picked fifth in the East this year. Some are questioning if this year's team will even win six games. Wisconsin's Graham Mertz, transfer quarterback, pedestrian in the Big Ten. Lots of Tennessee fans are still afraid of this game in this spot. I understand why. It's been 20 years since the Vols won back-to-back years. Wow, Bri, that's crazy. It's been 20 years since we've beaten them back-to-back. Wasn't one of those games, Brian, when James Banks made a catch in the end zone at the end of a half? Converted yeah. quarterback and to wide receiver. The second one was when James Wilhoyt made that long field goal after mm-hmm. missing an extra point. Mm-hmm. That left him one point behind. Then he kicks a 50-yard field goal to win the game. Time expiring, right? Yeah, under Ron Zook. Brian writes, it'll be hard for the Vols to reach 9 or 10 wins without beating Florida. This will set a tone for the rest of the season. Joe Milton said he doesn't lose games in his home state of Florida. They better back that up. That is an interesting quote from Joe Milton. So, he hasn't played games in his home state. But I I love the quote, nonetheless. The Orange Bowl. Oh, forgot about that. The last one he played in. Matt Dixon, your thoughts on Brian's first one? Uh, is, that would be my first one as well. Is it fair? Elaborate why. And I want the living listener to tell me what yours are. You, you, I want two non-negotiable games for you from this year. You better win these games. And if you say Vanderbilt, so help me goodness, I'm going to come through my device on you. Vanderbilt is not an acceptable answer, Vandy joke. <laughs> why Florida, Matt? Why would you put a team up there where you haven't won in 20 years? Because you've got to show progress as, as a program. You know, you beat them at home last year. You need to go on the road and beat them. Everybody else has beaten Florida and gone down there and beaten them. Um, you need to go down there and do it. Um, establish that, that you are the better program uh, than they are. And it wasn't just kind of a one-year deal. And just like last year, um, the beating Florida kind of set up everything after that. Um, you're not going to have the type of season that we that fans want to have without without winning in Gainesville. So it, that would be number one on my list as well. All right, Brian Hartman's number two, Kentucky. I can only remember three losses to Kentucky in my lifetime. All three came under a coach who was about to get fired. In 2011, Derek Dooley, 
loss with a quarterback and a wide receiver who didn't want to play. Was that the game, guys, where uh, Randy Sanders was laughing in the postgame afterwards about how uh, they had only practiced that kid for like a week and a half, and they threw a kid out there, a quarterback, haven't played quarterback since middle school, or is my memory escaping me? That, that was it, and Tyler Bray and Derek Rogers didn't want to play in a, their words, not mine, crappy bowl game. Yes. And they played in that game anyway. And Tyler Ray played like it. Played like he didn't want to be in a crappy bowl game. Matt, in all your born days, that one of the uh, worst days you've had as a Tennessee fan when we lost to a kid running six plays, basically? It was like a mockery of college football, what Kentucky did that day and got out of there with a win. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was really depressing. I actually sat next to Bud Ford in the press box for that game somehow, uh, covering it for the beacon. So, but yeah, that was, that was a dark day. That was, I like, I'd like to say that would have, that was rock bottom, but it, unfortunately that, that was not the case. But yeah, that was a, one of the worst days in Tennessee football history. I mean, for those that don't remember that, Randy Sanders, after the game, was literally laughing. Laughing. He was like, we we took this guy and we just, we had five plays we ran all day. We just did this kind of on a lark. We're not going anywhere this year. He's pretty good little athlete. Do you remember the quarterback's names? Anybody remember? What the kid's name was from Kentucky? Yeah, like Matt, 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 Matt Roar. Roar. Who? Say it again. He was a former wide receiver. Matt, Roar. Former wide receiver, had a couple of DUIs. Matt who? Matt Rourke. Rourke. Let's, let's move on. Let's not talk about this game. That game's in the past. Moving along, Brian says... The next greatest hit he can remember. Watched over by all the Tyler Bray fanboys. In 2017, Coach Butch Jones lost his first easy on Sammy, who still has his Tyler Bray jersey. Sammy told me the other day that he misplaced his Tyler Bray jersey, and I said, good for you, Sammy. In 2017, Butchie Boy lost his first and only game to Kentucky. It took a touchdown in the last two minutes by the Cats to win. Brian, is that the game where, did Butchie Boy get fired after that, or was he fired before that? He was fired after they lost in Missouri, I think, the next week. Oh, okay. It could have been two weeks later than that. Okay. Butchie Boy was pretty bad. That was his only loss to Kentucky, by the way. Did, um... Did Gitmo play quarterback in that game, Bri? Who was a quarterback that night for the Vols? I think it was Gitmo. You remember, Matt? Because I have literally have zero memory of that game. No offense. There's there's a, a, a Tennessee lineman that they kept on the field that day. Who that was the Brett Kendrick game. Well. Yep. Uh, very shameful situation there. Uh, I think John Kelly was suspended that game. 
at running back, wow, and I believe it was um, we were in Club Gitmo that night. Okay. And then finally, I th- I know Gitmo was a quarterback this night, right? Uh, when the Cats came in twenty twenty, threw two touchdown passes. Yep. We had a guest on last week previewing a game, and he said, "Yeah, we we threw two pick sixes to start this game." And I was thinking, "Yeah, I've seen that script before." When you get your two pick sixes before you get off the bus in the first quarter, it makes it pretty hard to win a game. Jeremy Pruitt. In 2020, over there looking like a member of the Taliban. 34 to 7 was the final score in that game, Brian. 34 to 7. Brian, let me ask you this. I'm not trying to talk you out of your pick here, but these are two Brian's two non-negotiable games. Setting up today's show are Florida and Kentucky. What are yours? They better win these games, in your humble opinion. Brian, is Kentucky worthy of a non-negotiable game? Are they worthy of that? I mean, they to me, that's almost, um, what's the word I'm trying to, it's almost exalting them to a higher spot than they belong in. They, they belong in the Vandy category. Uh, to me, they do. But go ahead, Brian, defend why Kentucky's in the two spot for you. Because I've never seen a healthy Tennessee program team lose to Kentucky. It's never happened that I can remember. So in order to – and then again, I think they are That's an interesting thought. probably overall the biggest rivalry because of the, st- the long state line, the That's Appalachian history, the fact that you have the longest state line to the north. That's They're so close. Thought. They're right on top of us. You can't lose to those folks in football. So, Matt, his reasoning can't. is... If you're healthy. In year three, you're a solid football coach. You better not lose to them. It's decent reasoning, Matt. Brian's like, look, yeah. I don't care if it's a tweener year. I don't care if it's, you know, Joe Milton might not be Hendon Hooker, and Hendon Hooker might not be walking back through that door, and who knows who's playing quarterback at that point in the year, and... Brian's like, you better not lose to him. That's an interesting point. Uh, he he, uh, he defended his point well there, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. If he wants to, to elevate Kentucky and, and turn it into a rivalry, he can, yeah. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree with him there. I just – I don't put Kentucky on that pedestal like like a lot of people do and, and like a lot of people will when they start, you know, 4-1 and one or whatever against their max schedule this year and wind up going to the Liberty Bowl. Yeah, you can already see it coming. This Leary guy is going to throw for a, a bunch of touchdowns early. They're they probably going to they're probably going to beat F- Florida in September and get some you know run up to our game. I mean, they might flurry. Who knows? I hope they come in here. What what game of the year is that, guys? I hope they come in here with one loss and we rip their kingdom or uh, we go up there that and is... have one loss. Well, That's the last game of October, I think. Rip their up there. kingdom down in week seven. The kingdom. All right, Matt Dixon, what are your two 
Tennessee better win these games, non-negotiable, or you're going to be on here just going nuts on Garza Law. Fifth quarter fan reaction unlike any other. Uh, that, that would be Florida and South Carolina. All right, talk to me. Why South Carolina? Well, they beat you, they beat you last year, and they're, I, in my opinion, a bigger threat as a program than Kentucky, and you just need that revenge factor, and it's a home game. You can't lose to South Carolina at home. So that, that, that's why I would I would put it second as, a, as my non-negotiable behind, behind Florida. You know, we were talking. Need to beat them this year. We were talking about this yesterday. One of the things I love about Heupel is he's got like a sneaky red streak in him. And you and I know damn right well that if he gets a chance to put it on Frankie Jr. this year, they're going off the schedule. If they get a chance, Matt, to put a season beating on them, they will wish them an early Christmas and a season beatings. Do you agree? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I I do agree. That, That would happen, yes. Like a pummel job is coming. I'm going to the TriStar here through the magic of Twitter spaces. TriStar has decided to join us here as we emanate right here from America's sports. What are they call? What's he calling it, Matt? What's uh, Danny White calling this place now? America's sports city. America's college town. Is America's that, is that college town. America's College City. What is it, Brian? Do you know? I gotta get with the slogans here. Let's go back to the phones. TriStar, welcome in. I'm looking for the two non-negotiable games you have this season for our volunteers. Hello. Um, I would have to say uh, this is a little out there, but I'd have to say probably our first two games. <laughs> Austin P and Virginia. If we lose those games, we got some serious problems. What do you think, Matt, but, of that answer? Austin P and Virginia. I uh, well, kind of. I guess kind of like that Georgia State game. Yeah, if you you blow a game that you're favored by, you know, more than four touchdowns in, I think you do have major problems. I wonder what our fan base would do like if we went out there and just laid an egg against Virginia and look, we're just terrible and. I wonder how many people will be jumping off that hypo wagon. And they'd be jumping off pretty dang on quick. I would say. That's one of my fears this year. One of my fears is that I think our fan base thinks we've arrived back in the upper echelon of college football, and I don't quite think we're there yet. Matt, will you go with me on that, or, or do you disagree with what I'm saying? We're not quite back. We're almost back. We're close to being back. It's pretty close. Matt, what do you say to that when I say that? Well, I, I don't think Tennessee's in the that top category. I don't think they're really that close to being an elite program yet. They had a, they had a great season last year, and I, I you know I, you know me I I don't like the whole are they back or whatever talk because so much is dependent on like one player, like a, especially in the portal era, like a quarterback, you, yeah. your season can go, you can go from a 10 and two year to seven and five with one injury. So I, I'm not a huge fan of the whole back deal, but I, 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 I don't think Tennessee's, you know, at that 
they're nowhere close to a Georgia or Alabama level. I, mean, See, I agree with that. Pretend, let's not pretend they are. I agree with that. And I, and, I don't think LSU's yeah. there yet either. And I think LSU has a chance to get there this year. But, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put Tennessee in that on those teams' level. John Adams does, and he's a borderline LSU fanboy. He comes on here and fanboys out for him on uh, – Thursday, it's very disappointing. I mean, he thinks they're just the elite, elite, elite of the elite LSU, and I'm like, I don't get it with the Jaden Daniels guy. I just think this is a year where there's not quarterbacks in the league, and he happens to be one of them, and somebody had to be the first team preseason. And try star anything else for us today? Oh, nothing much. I just wanted to laugh at the Tater Man, Clemson because of the simple fact that they're refusing to acknowledge the fact that they really wanted Mike Matthews and Braylon Staley. When they, they wanted both of them. Did. They absolutely wanted both of those guys. Well, on Twitter, they're trying to deny and say, oh, no, man, we didn't want them. We didn't need them. Well, that's, that's the nature of recruiting. You know, you, anytime a guy gets away, you really didn't want him. Of course, back in the day, it was anytime a guy gets away, somebody else cheated to uh, get him. But... Um, Look, when Tennessee, that's another sign of a healthy program. When you start going heads up with Clemson and beating them for playmakers and difference makers that they want anywhere, that's a sign that you're coming back to health because Tennessee has to do that. They've got to win their fair share of recruiting battles with Clemson in the Carolinas, in the Georgias, in this region. So uh, good on Josh Heupel and, and company to um, to hold off Clemson, as who can say all they want. They didn't want Matthews. You think if Matthews would have called them and said, hey, I'm coming, you think they would have taken him? Come on now. They'd be celebrating over there. Oh, come on. We all know that the Tater Man can't handle reality. The I mean, ta- they have a baptism tank in their indoor practice facility. The, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, the, the, the worship of Dabo Swinney last year when we played them in that bowl game, is one of the more off-putting, strange, insane things I can ever remember. Prince wants to speak. I'm going to let him uh, do that. He's going to have the floor. We're going to continue on the other side. 865-200-5402, the number. Uh, He wants to go through Twitter spaces. Prince, the floor will be yours as we continue, it's the Thursday edition, kicking around Brian's topic, which is, what are the two non-negotiable, non-negotiable games on Tennessee schedule, 2023 style? What are they for you? I, I don't, I don't uh, pretend to say there's any wrong answer on this. This is your opinion. Now, I made Brian sort of back his up, and he did. His answer about Kentucky is interesting because he says, if you lose to Kentucky and you got a head coach in year three, you're not a healthy program. Is that what you just said, Brian? I want to make sure that we're on the same page here. That's why you put that in there. No healthy Tennessee program has ever gotten beat by Kentucky that I can remember. It's all been when Tennessee's been about to fire a coach. Yep. And even sometimes when their coach is getting fired, they still beat Kentucky. Even when they're not healthy, did Filmer beat so Kentucky? No reason to lose to Kentucky ever. Did, did Filmer beat Kentucky his last year? I think he did, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, I, he never lost to Kentucky as a head coach. He never lost to them. They had like a thirty-game winning streak when they yep. went up there and threw that game. They lost to Phrygian no, Wyoming, though, didn't they? 
Is that right? They lost to yes. right in that same yeah. stretch. They lost to Wyoming the weeks before they lost. They beat Bandy in Kentucky to close out the year. That's incredible. Imagine being a Kentucky fan back then, knowing that Tennessee just lost to Wyoming, and knowing that you couldn't even get over them. I mean, that would have been just so common. That was with when they had a bowl team. They went to a bowl that year. Goal! And they had Randall Cobb. Goal! On a Tuesday edition after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. 
Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Gypsy Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. TB, back with you. Bino low-key turned on me yesterday on the show, and just wasn't the same. The vibe just wasn't the same after that over the Georgia stuff. Prince was going to speak. He's left us, so if you want to jump in, we're wide open on the phone lines at 865-200-5402. Also, I noticed where uh, our Tennessee volunteers, this Maui thing is going to be really fun, guys. That's going to be a really fun run-up to the regular season, Matt. I am pumped for that, as my brother Steve likes to say. I am pumped, pumped for some hoops. We've got a lot of stuff going on that weekend, y'all. It's the yeah, 
It's a what week? Yep. Is it the week of the torch again? Yes, and you got the you got the Maui in the air, and you got the. Uh, don't you also the week after that have that North Carolina game? I mean, they are they are stacking and packing that deal, aren't they? That's a lot of frequent flyer miles for Earl and Judy. How are we going to get that thing covered? As one says to the other, which I find very next level. Here's the question at 865-200-5402. The question is as follows. Non-negotiable games on Tennessee's schedule, I want to hear from you. What are they? Non-negotiables on Tennessee's schedule. I'm going to go to the phones. Brian Hartman has said that uh, Florida and Kentucky are his too. Matt has said Florida and South Carolina. Florida might win, guys, on this deal. Florida, I think we're sick of losing to Florida. My friend Darren, uh, Matt, has asked a question. Uh, Brian, you and I have been around here a little longer than Matt. I'm not sure over the course of a decade if Tennessee's been better than Florida. But they're better right now. And they're going to be better for the rest of the 2020s. They have a chance to run off. If they win this game, they have a chance to start a winning streak here, a real winning streak against Florida. Will you guys go with me on that? They could get that thing to four or five games if they can get this win here. This win would be a huge win to get because it's mental. This stuff's mental. And you've got to show yourself you can do it. It's kind of like if Texas goes in there and beats Alabama, that Alabama game becomes really in play for the Vols. I know you guys think that's silly logic. But that's how college football works. Brian, when was the last time that we were better than them? I say the 80s as a decade. Tennessee had a better program in the 80s than they did. Well, I believe when the early part of, I guess, when they won three or four with Casey Clawson, I think they might have been better for those few years. But the balance of the decade, but the balance of the decade, no. Florida, when Tebow showed up and Urban Meyer showed up, that was over. Yeah, it was that. And I think even when, though Butch's record doesn't reflect it, I, I think Tennessee was probably a bit better a program point. than they were in the middle part of last decade. Well, that's a but good Butch point. just kept screwing around and wouldn't take advantage of it. That's a good point. If you would have had this coach we have now, Matt, in that game, when we were up uh, two touchdowns late. Oh, he'd, he'd have beat he had to beat those Muschamp and, and Shark Humper teams by three touchdowns. <laughs> Back to the happy, fun. Happy Shark Week to Jim McElwain. It is Shark Week. And where is Jim McElwain now? He's in the Mac, Mac and the Mac. Central Mac Michigan. Mac. I think since Central Michigan. He had, Head he coach. had uh, Quentin Dormady as his QB his first year. Mac up there. and Mac. Let's go back to the phones. Mac and Mac. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're live on the air. We're looking for your non-negotiables. Hello. Hey, Tony. Hey. This is uh, this is Luther. Hey, Luke. Welcome Luke, in, buddy. Lukey Dome, Lukey Dome. Dome, Italia. Going to be up at the Tallytown Festival this weekend in La Follette. Oh, that'd be great. With the Paisans. It would be great. Okay, my two are you got to beat you got to beat South Carolina. Right. Because they beat the crap out of us last year, you got to beat Missouri to get to that nine wins. You got to beat Missouri. 
You're not going to beat, uh, I hope they do, but I don't think they'll beat Florida and Alabama on the road. I mean, it's down there in Florida, it's 125 degrees every time we play them. I've been down there at that time, and it's just too hot. So, my two are Missouri and South Carolina. Matt, what do you think of him including Missouri in the? That's a rather. That's, I think that's a layup for our head coach, Matt. What do you think, Missouri and South Carolina? Luke, is not very demanding here. <laughs> well, South Carolina is one of mine, and you know Tennessee put a sixty burger up on Missouri the last two years, so I, I expect that to continue. But at least their coach wears cool shoes. Okay. Hey, okay, Tony, I got one other thing here. Very good, Luke. Very good call from you so far. Very on point. Very lucid. Having no, a very good. Do d- you're having a very good day thus far. I'm trying to do better. I'm, I'm trying to improve. Okay. Hey, 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 Luke. Look, we're allowed to get better, brother. Our our athletes we follow are allowed to get better, and we're allowed to get better day to day, my man. Okay. Another thing is uh, on the defensive side of the ball, yep. we've got to improve. Yes. And something that we probably didn't do that we should have done. Now, the defensive backs, I think we were 127. 127. And I watched three games uh, on the replays. Yeah. And their defensive backs were just bouncing off the receivers. We, uh, we look like electric football. For the people that were old enough to remember that, Luke, when you turn the machine on, our guys are back there hugging the boundary, running around, running around in circles, turning around, pirouetting, looking like ballerinas. I mean, Matt, it doesn't get much worse in our secondary. I'm on the record as saying two of the incomers or two people we don't know of right now better be playing in that secondary by year's end, Matt, or it's going to be a, it's going to be, we're going to be a tough watch on defense. We need some new blood in that secondary, Matt, because those veterans are not getting it done. No offense to them. No, they just they just don't have the speed. Yes, to make plays in this league. Like me back there. We got to do. Yeah, that. It, yeah. We need a major upgrade in the secondary. Major, and I'd let the kids play too. I would take my lumps and let the kids play. Okay, why wasn't the change made? Why didn't they? They could put Willie Martinez at a different position. He shouldn't be coaching the defensive backs. We were probably last in America. And stopping the, you know, stopping the run, the touchdown pass, and uh, he's been let go what two or three times. But I, I, I don't want him to get fired. But I move him to a different position, put him somewhere. I've never heard you fire on a coach in your life, Luke. You're you're well, picking at Willie Mo. Well, you you got to make a move if you want to improve, don't you? 127. Well, and, and I'll say this for their 127 ranking. They sure did look like it. <laughs> sometimes numbers can be deceiving, and sometimes the eye test tells the story. Most times the eye test tells the story, by the way, in sports. That's what I don't like about analytics. But those guys that are back there right now, there better be two new ones uh, in some in some way, shape, or form, in some combination. And poor Tank McCullough, God bless him, he can't move. But no offense, Tom. Well, here's some words of wisdom on the way out, Tony. Uh, Jack and Nicholas even had a coach. So if you know anybody out there that 
plays golf or wants to play make it in golf, he needs to have a coach, a continuous coach, to get better. Because you got to have somebody watching over you so you can improve besides practicing. Maybe the University of Tennessee coach or somebody. And you need to play at a course that's a tough course. Luke, that is an incredible. I will pass that along to Anthony. Perhaps he can improve. And Luke, well, you have a coach, Tony. He needs a coach. Would the uh, you just can't. Yeah, you have to have a coach. Would the course have a dome on it? The kids, hey, you don't crack on him, Brian. He didn't crack on you. Luke, why is he coming for you, man? You didn't crack I'm on him, asking. did you? Well, I'm I just got, asking. I got a bone to pick with him anyway. All right, well, go ahead and pick your bone. Okay, you remember who was a player that you had on you was. The base, Tennessee baseball player you had on. Uh, Great Evan Russell, you bow your head and you say his name. Yeah. Well, the first time he was Back on, in 2024, by the way. Yeah. The first time you had him on, I was going to ask him a, a tough a question about the pitchers throwing uh, sinkers or yep. things like that. Yep. And, and he says, where's he coming from? Where's he coming from? Well, you had a baseball guy on there. You had a baseball guy on there. And I wanted to know, a batter has to have, he has to be able to reach the ball. You know, if his ball's a sinker or what do they call it, a ball that goes away from you when you're at the plate. Slider? Uh, huh? Slider. The, well, they, they've got all these new names. Now, I like the new term sweeper. Cut. For the, the slurve, sweeper. the sweeper, for the slurve. It's now a sweeper. Yeah. Just yeah. overnight. Overnight, Matt, we got a new term in baseball, the sweeper. Overnight. <laughs> Everybody's saying it. The sweeper. Well. What a bunch of sheep. He's a good guy. Though. He's uh, Matt's learning. He, he's, he's, Matt's he's learning. Now, Brian, now Brian's probably too far gone to learn, Luke, in my opinion, but Brian, Matt is certainly learning. Yeah, Brian's there. He's he too he's, far gone. Brian's learning. Yeah, Brian's okay. He's too far gone. Okay. Thank you, Luke. Matt, the man. Matt's, get, Matt's getting better. Matt's getting, oh, well, he took a low-key shot at Matt on the way out. All right. 13 in front. Let's get, to the next, let's get our next call in at your Basilio show. Hello. Hey, Tom, it's Rusty. Matt. Hey, Rusty, welcome in, brother. Give me your two non-negotiables as you stare down at 2023. Uh, South Carolina and Kentucky, I mean, we're talking non-negotiables. These are games you can't look yourself in the mirror if you lose. You can't nice. lose either of those teams and, and look yourself and look yourself in the mirror. If you lost to Florida nationally, everybody be like they they're bad, they're down. But it's Florida in Gainesville. You can look yourself in the mirror a little bit with that one, but it does set the tone. But for me, non-negotiable means I can't I can't live with myself if I lose them. Of course, you can't live with yourself if you lose to Missouri. You can't live with yourself if you lose to Virginia. There's a bunch of those, so I don't. I, Narrowing, narrowing it to two is pretty tough. Um, Brian Hartman makes a great point, though, about Florida, Rusty, because you can't go out there and lose to Graham Mertz. Listen, when you're nationally ranked and you're Tennessee, you can't go out there and lose to Graham Mertz. I mean, it's pretty simple. That, that game is a borderline layup. If you go down there and execute on offense, you will blow them off the field. I agree. I think Kentucky and South Carolina are both now currently better than Florida. I'm just saying, wow. perception-wise, and looking yourself in the mirror, it, you, the programs historically, South Carolina and Kentucky, you can't lose to. Just, but they're better right now than Florida. It's just 
perception-wise and the way you feel about those two schools. They're your little brothers. Kentucky, or Florida's not your little brother. You don't lose to your little brother. That's what I'm saying. Um, real quick on the way out, um, this, San, this San Antonio team coming to the Knoxville, they can play football on offense. They're going to score points that day. But there is like no doubt. Hey, based on the secondary we threw on the field, I like how people are just like, well, Tennessee's defense better this year. I don't know that. I love how people say that. It I, should be. It could be. It should be. It should be. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And, by the way, if we don't play kids, we won't be. Because I know what's there. You know what's there. We know what's there. I mean, come on now. Yeah, they're going to score points. They're for real. Yep. The, tra- the transfer kid, we got to get on the field of secondary from, from BYU. We need to yep. get those guys out there. And so the youngsters. Well, my question to you becomes this. Nobody believes that San Antonio can beat us. I'm sure that we're going to be favored by three touchdowns. Nobody believes we can win that ball game. But I want to pose a question to you guys on this board and to Utah specifically. What would shock you more, San Antonio upsetting Tennessee in Knoxville or Tennessee upsetting Georgia in Knoxville? What would shock you more? Now, that's a great topic. That sounds like a show topic for tomorrow. For me, personally. I'll leave it alone right there, buddy. Thank you, brother. Tennessee beating Georgia would surprise me more. Matt, how do you answer that? I just don't think we're close to Georgia. I'm not letting myself go there. Because San Antonio Uh, can score points, man. They can really score. Really score. I UTSA coming in here and winning would be a bigger shock to me. They they don't have the defense. I don't think they have the speed defensively that can cover Tennessee. Good point. I think Tennessee could name name their score uh, offensively in that game. Now I do think UTSA will pose a challenge offensively, and they've got a really really probably the best um, group of five quarterback in the country. But I just they don't have they don't have the speed defensively to cover Tennessee. I'm working on a full report for them on the blog, and one thing is very certain about them. That's a veteran football team. There are several guys still on the roster that uh, Frank um, uh, Frank Wilson, uh, who was here, by the way, for a year, left to go to LSU, was down there for several years. They've got several guys on that roster that Frank Wilson recruited to their football team, and he hasn't been there for five years. Close to, well, going on five years. Good, Brian. Get ready for it. If Tennessee comes into that Georgia game with a healthy record, there's many people that's going to pick. I'm not saying many, but there will be some respected experts out there that's going to pick Tennessee to upset Georgia. Absolutely. It's going to happen. You know what that that does, It would be more shocking to most people if Tennessee lost to San Antonio. But ESU, what's shocking to you, more shocking to you? I'll tell you what will happen if that occurs. Let's say Tennessee runs out and has a great start, like they did last year. Do you know the level of attention Tennessee's going to get from Georgia? Like Matt said last year, the worst thing that happened to us, which it was so fun celebrating it in the moment, being in here, we had a special edition Garza Law special transmission uh, program for the stars. When Tennessee's name popped up number one on that screen, and three days later they were playing in Georgia, you know what they had when they walked down that field? Zero chance. Dixon said it that night. He was like, you know, I love this. This is great. Almost, he was like, 
we were all like the same. It almost brought a tear to our eyes to see that. For everything we went through, it was worth it just to see your name up there for, for five minutes. So, Brian, if the national media makes Tennessee a trendy pick, that will be a bad thing for us in that game. That's all you need from Georgia is just to get their attention. That's all you need. Now, somebody said yesterday, Tony, you're crowning this kid at quarterback. We don't know whether they have a quarterback. That's very true. You know, I thought about that overnight. Guys, that's extremely true. Until a guy does it. Now, Beck's played sparingly. It's kind of like Milton here. Until somebody walks out there as a starter and navigates a schedule in this league, you really don't know what you have at quarterback. You never know what you have at quarterback until somebody walks out there and navigates a schedule. Very accurate. Let's go back to the phones. Five in front of the hour. Hello and welcome in. Tennessee's two non-negotiable games, in your opinion, on the schedule this year are. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tony. This is Billy. Hey, Billy. Hey, uh, I, I, what, what time if will the ball walk Bill in the second game this year? I'll hang up and listen. Vol walk, Matt, occurs, and thank you for calling Sports Talk. Vol, vol walk, Matt, occurs when? Usually what time before the game? And then like two hours, two and a half hours before the game. Thank you, Billy, for the call. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome. I in think to... he was on a speakerphone. Hello and welcome into our next call. Uh, Tony, it's uh, Taylor. Hey, Matt, Brian. Hey, Tim. Um, I would say the, the two games that you, you really need to win in 23, um, Florida, as Brian pointed out in the blog today, you just can't go 20 years without winning uh, down in that uh, disgusting swampland. We've got to we've got to beat the Gators. They're 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 down, and we got to take advantage of it. It would really put a blemish on the season if we can't figure out a way to beat uh, the Gators. What's really hard for me? Do you do you do you, do you feel the same way I do? Anybody listening, you Taylor. It's so hard for me to say, you have to go beat Florida. However, the truth is, when you rank the teams in college football 1 through 129, where are the Gators? Matt, where are the Ga- Where do you think Florida will be, Matt, when they do those 1 to 129 rankings? Where are the Florida Gators, Matt? In the 70s? Oh no, not in the seventies. In the sixties? Well, Brian said you. Brian said, and he's right. They're they're going to be lucky to win six games. They think. Uh, I mean, they're still probably one of the, I mean, top thirty, thirtieth, thirty to forty, probably. No. Taylor, what do you think? Where are they in college football, Florida? You mean you mean this year, not historically? Right? No, right. If you rank them one to one twenty nine this year, yeah. Okay, I, I would say somewhere uh, top 30, 35. They just got too much uh, recruiting talent in their backyard. Um, but, but, Tony, I, I'm just sick of the Gators. As ZR used to say, Tony, when we're going to beat Florida, um, I, I just have horrible memories of the 90s and Spurrier and the Gators just dominating uh, until the year of the national championship. And I would say number two. I, I don't. I don't agree with Kentucky. I, I, Kentucky's a given. You, you, you're going to beat Kentucky. Um, 
I don't care how good they are. Um, we, we pretty much have owned Kentucky in my lifetime. I think that's going to continue. Um, I guarantee you, if you asked uh, uh, Coach Heupel, uh, must win, uh, he would agree with South Carolina. Um, that, uh, that coach is, is uh, insufferable. He's unlikable. He uh, acts like a frat, frat boy trapped in a 50-year-old body. And uh, his, uh, his cockiness and his demeanor on the sideline, uh, I guarantee you Coach Hype uh, has circled that game. And if there's a chance to, to uh, run up the score and, and put 60 points on the board, uh, I guarantee you Tennessee's going to try to do just that. Uh, I would not want to be Frankie Jr. If they get if they get down fourteen nothing early, because there will be nowhere to run and nowhere to hide for them. I think uh, I think there'll be a few TikTok videos after that beatdown, Tony. Do you like not by, uh, do you, do you not like him on social media? Do you think he's do you think he's fun on social media? Tony, as I said, he is insufferable. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's so annoying. He's so annoying. He is uh, probably the most annoying uh, coach. In, in modern day for, for this fan. But, Tony, mo- moving right along, two other things. I guess I would ask Matt, what is his feel on uh, is it Luke Coleman? Um, I would have rather had the last visit than the first visit. Um, and uh, But what's your, what's your take? Do you think we're going we're gonna to secure his services, or is he going to be lost just like schemes to LSU? I, I I have no real feel on it. I I think they're probably going to make a decision sometime this week, but I I, I really have no feel. I probably could go could go either way. It does sound like they are truly weighing their options and trying to decide what's best for him, as opposed to just kind of a money grabber or, or whatever. So, but I I have no feel either way. Maybe maybe Tony does. The sense that I get from talking to people, Taylor is that they tell me he had a great visit. But they also said that his father is extremely meticulous. They did not push him for a commitment. They honored the way his father was comporting himself, which was, we're taking all the visits. You guys are going to get the yeah. first look. Um, he, developed, like well he developed a great relationship with Beam over there in Cary, North Carolina, which they think is going to give them a little bit of an edge. Plus, while Moore was in camp, too, they got along well. Um, they feel like they've got a pretty good shot at getting him still. So we'll see what well, happens. I hope they do. Last thing on the way, I know you're up against the legal. Denton, what's your thoughts there? I don't think he translates to pro ball. The kid plays with such joy. He looks like he's having a blast out of the yeah. baseball diamond. Any chance he comes back, this fan would love to see Denton back. The kid has uh, just just so many uh, clutch hits and productive at-bats, as Matt would say. On the way out, what is your thoughts about the chances of, of Denton coming back for a graduate year? Uh, I think it would be well. Uh, would, would, would round out the lineup. You figure out Amick's probably got third. You could put Denton perhaps at second, put him in and out at DH. Love to have that bat in the lineup. Tony, GBO. See you, brother. I'll, I'll make a note to uh, ask around about Denton. That's a good idea. Obviously, you would love to have him back if, you could, if he wants to do that. 865 200 
Legal Large, Hour 2, Large and in Charge. It's your Basilio Show. It is, ladies and germs, a Tuesday, 865-200-5402. What are your two non-negotiable games for the upcoming 2023 season? That will be here shortly. On the other side, right after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby king of the precious stones for its rarity hardness second only to diamonds we have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings modern and antique if you were born in july we'll take 10 percent off your purchase follow us on facebook and instagram this is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird & Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. July is Beef Month in Tennessee, recognizing one of the state's largest and most important industries. Our state's 37,000 cattle producers are contributing to the state's economy, conserving natural resources, and providing a high-quality protein for people to enjoy. The Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our beef farmers for their commitment to producing a healthy and sustainable food choice. Beef is a good source of 10 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, iron, and zinc. Join us in celebrating July Beef Month in Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. Hour two. It's really incredible. 865-200-5402. Link Kiffin tweets out some comments from Charlie Baker who's a new NCAA president, who's really inherited a mess. Now, in, in one respect, if you're into financial stuff, college sports are healthy. But if you look at the rest of it and you go, what a damn mess. How are you going to keep people interested in this long term? Which is what Bino says. Bino says this NIL stuff is really fun and good in the short term. He said it's going to get old. And the transfer portal's going to get old. I don't know. It's being all right. I, I guess we'll wait and see. Lane Kiffin has been saying that this pay-for-play thing is really terrible, which is really interesting since, I mean, let's call this what it is. He's one of the original pay-for-play guys. Come on, let's get real. I mean, he's one of the original. He was out there at USC when they had a professional football team. Matt, are we supposed to forget that with all his tweeting about and all his gnashing of teeth about this era we're in right now? That was a professional football team that USC had playing college football. Was it not? It, it was. They, they got penalized for it as well. That's what I thought. And all, these, all this, here is what Lane Kiffin just tweeted out. Um, I th- he tweeted at Paul Feinbaum the following. Apparently him and Feinbaum are feuding. I don't pay attention to Paul Feinbaum, so I don't know what, what the deal is. Because I think he's kind of a house organ for the SEC, which is kind of disappointing. But, hey, he's he taking the money, as we say in the trade. There's nothing wrong with taking the money, by the way. Link Kiffin says the following. I think it was a big mistake by the NCAA not to do a framework around the NIL. This is a NCA president. He's quoting the NCA president who says the following. I think it's a big mistake by the NCAA not to do a framework around the NIL when they had the opportunity to do that. Charlie Baker said that during the Future of College Athletics Summit, not far from Capitol Hill. Baker went on, and Lane Kiffin continues this quote on his uh, Twitter timeline. I think there were too many people in college sports who thought no rules would work really well for them. 
And what everybody discovered is that no rules, no transparency, no accountability, no framework doesn't work well for anybody. Lane Kiffin concludes at the bottom, at Paul Feinbaum, does that sound like a disaster? Is that so crazy to point out my bad? Hashtag, hashtag, angry little man. So apparently Feinbaum is getting on Lane Kiffin. You know what Lane Kiffin's problem is, guys? And then we'll go back to the phones. And I like Lane. Lane's at a school has no money. They don't have Tennessee money in their fan base. They don't have Arkansas money in their fan base. They had a nice spot to tailgate, though. But they're not going to compete for players. The five-star kids. And see, back in the day, he could compete for kids. And here's, here's why. Because when everybody else is sort of a little bit of afraid to do it, all you got to do is jump in there and do it. Now, when it comes down to dollar to dollar and it's all real, they have no chance. Think about that for a second. If, if I'm out there, you know, you read some of this That's why stuff. why wanted to get out of there. Well, if you read some of this stuff that appears, he wanted to get out of there pre-NIL. That's right, Brian. Imagine how badly he wants to get out of there now. But if you stop and think about it, if you read some of the stuff that's unearthed by the News Sentinel, right? What are some of the figures we're throwing around? Five grand, ten grand, fifteen grand, twenty grand. Twenty grand, I mean, sometimes doesn't even get you a visit today. Are you kidding me? Think about that. Once it was, hey, uh, Lane Kiffin, I'm at Mississippi. We'll get your mom a job, your dad a job. And we'll give you uh, $30,000. $30,000. Back in the day when that was under the table and you went to Tunica and slid that to them as a winning, or they could walk out of there and act like they want some money, are you? Okay, fine. But these days? Come on now. Let's go back to the phones. The question today is as follows. If you have a thought on that, go for it. Why is Nick Saban bitching and moaning about NIL? Tell me. Jeremy Pruitt said out loud, hey, look, I always carried. Never knew when I would. This is what he said. It's what he said and what he meant to say. Matt did what he said and what he meant. Here's what he said. I always carried around when I was at Florida State and Alabama several thousand dollars in my pocket. That's what he said. What do you mean to say, Matt, when he said that? You're the guy that wrote the book on what he said and what he meant to say. <laughs> I, I, I always paid players. Uh, you damn straight. St- straight cash, homie. You damn straight. And you can't trace it. Nick knows all about it. You know, it got real for like five minutes between Saban and uh, the guy at Texas A&M. Fisher, it got real. It got real there for a couple of days before, before the commissioner calmed it down. Because when the guy at AM went before that microphone and said, that guy right there is a pot calling the kettle black under the old system. That's why he's bitching. 
It's the truth. Hey, somebody called the cop on Nick Saban's party. The talent is going to be distributed more evenly across college football now. Now, Lane Kiffin's not going to get any because they have any money. So he's going to have to do it by developing players. And he will. He's a good coach. And so now the question becomes, you're in year three of Josh Heupel, 2023. It is right around the corner. What are your two non-negotiable football games of this season? You look down at that schedule. And you say to yourself, self, we better not lose one of these games or I'm going to be highly urinated off. Brian Hartman's two are Florida and Kentucky. Read about it today at tclub.team. Matt Dixon, your two are? Oh, that'd be Florida and South Carolina. And I will... Go back to the phones, and I will get our next call in at 865-200-5402. If you're listening to us in Twitter spaces today, or is it X spaces now, Matt? Is it Twitter or X spaces? Which one is it? Uh, It'll always be Twitter to me, Tom. Some would say it's X Twitter. Well, their new logo... Ewan, close your ears. It looks like Xavier's logo. It looks like Elon Musk's a big Xavier fan. Back to the phones we go. Why would he choose to name his platform after our recruiting guru? And by the way, isn't there uh, is there another rival out there for Twitter uh, guys that we need to look at? doing some stuff on where's everybody migrating to matt during the great migration here uh there's a lot of talk about uh, i think it's threads threads and then there's something called blue sky i think yeah blue yeah, sky is um one of them is by the twitter guy and one of them is by fake book yeah threads is tied into Instagram, Instagram and, and Facebook. And Facebook. I, I think Meta is the parent company. Meta, Facebook, yeah. yeah. And then the Blue Sky thing, I believe, mirrors Twitter, and it's uh, but it doesn't have the capability. I don't think Threads has the capability to do all the stuff we're doing right now. No, you, you might you might just have to get an OnlyFans, Tom. <laughs> Snapchat. Back to the phones Dixie's we go. Favorite. You know, OnlyFans would not be bad for me. I've been working out. I've been called a hard body for my age. Hello and welcome into our next call. Good afternoon, Tony. Good afternoon. This is Tennessee Wolf. Hey, Wolfie. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing good. I hope you guys are doing well. You a part of the Wolf Pack of South Knoxville? Of course. Actually, it's the Seymour, but oh well. How's Buck anyway, doing? Though, Hey, he's doing really good right now. He's doing good. He said to tell you hi whenever I talk to you again, so he said to tell you hello. He's a good man, brother. Anyway, though, Tony, um, getting down to business here, um, number one, there's no doubt about it, it's South Carolina. All right. After what they did last year, after what, the, after what they did last year, and all the trash talk that they talked after that game, as, as a true Tennessee fan, I ain't forgot and I'm sure there's a lot of people and they forgot. And come uh, September, they're going to see what it's all about when they come up here and how we have not forgotten at all. And I'm not only do I want us to beat them, 
I want us to put 60, 70, even 80 on them. Don't stop. Keep them in. Just run it up as much as you can. Matt Dixon, do you share my uh, belief? So I was talking to um, Beanstar about this yesterday. If our head coach gets a chance, I think he'll beat these guys like we've never seen somebody take the beating. They're coming off the schedule. They're getting ready to be a non-common opponent. It's going to be several years before we see them again. I think, Matt, he pummels them if he gets a chance. Or it's going to be a few years anyway before we see him again. Well, I'd, 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 I sure like to oh, think sorry. so. I'd, I'd like to think so. It, it, that's why I found it interesting in year one up here, that was really the team that, that Hypo called the dogs off on. You know, we were up, I think it was 35 to nothing in the second quarter. And, you know, South Carolina, you know, had that fake punt that they scored on and all that. Like, that was a game that Hypo kind of called the dogs off on. So I, I, I hope he doesn't if he has that opportunity this year. What was the score during the fake punt, Matt? I think it was coming out of the halftime, and it was thirty. I think it was thirty-five to seven. There's that great screenshot of, of Beamer going crazy on the sidelines with the score, and it was. I think it was thirty-five-seven at that point. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tony, Florida. The reason why is this: this is a must-win in many ways because this is a mental thing. This has been going on for twenty years. Mentally, we cannot get over them. And I think if we can finally go down there and beat them in the swamp this year, this is going to take a mental edge off that they've had over us in which we can really start having a real chance every year to maybe run a streak on them. This is more mental than anything else, and that's the reason it's so important to do it this year. I love the, I love your thought. And, and and then my consideration toward Florida, as I articulated it in hour one, is that if you can get that win streak to two, you might be able to get that thing to five or six. Because that's how it's going to work. But you've got to get it to two first. Because if you don't, if you don't, there's a chance Florida comes into your building and beats you next year. Which is, you know, you're going to have a first-year quarterback. They're going to have a first-year quarterback. You know, it's going to be one of those deals. You've got to jump on them here, put it on them, and hopefully blow them out. A, a blowout win would be uh, very satisfying in that game. Two and things you know, is too, Tony. Yeah. Is it's a springboard. It's a springboard this year. That's right. Because if we beat them, then we have a chance to get nine, ten wins. But it's a springboard for several years because it ha- gives us a chance to take advantage of having a win streak on them and start maybe – building one against them for a change finally thank you tony you have a great day thank you and i love the concept of a springboard game brian go ahead you were going to say i think the way last year's game ended with florida throwing one toward the goal line on the last play of the game that yep. would have won it for them yep it's still in the back of a lot of folks minds about how it feels like even though they did win the game that it almost felt like a like a loss or one where they just kind of barely had to hang on, and they couldn't enjoy at the end. Well, Tennessee should have blown them out. I mean, to Matt's point, that should have been a three-score game. It was. But that Richardson guy was. was insane. I mean, he they would not go down. He would not quit. 
And we're just shoddy enough defensively, which is what this comes down to. We're just shoddy enough defensively that they're going to hang around a game like that. You know, the LSU game probably played later in the year probably looks like that. The time we played LSU, they weren't settled. You think think back to it. They had to score to stay on the field with Tennessee. They were doing things that Brian Kelly ordinarily wouldn't do. Um, If you're not there offensively, Tennessee will boat race you. They'll blow you out. It doesn't matter where you play. And this game for Tennessee presents that opportunity. Because by all accounts, Florida is a team this year, what they're going to hitch their wagon to is running the ball, milking the clock. Fans want blood in that game. No doubt about it. They want to see Florida go down by at least three touchdowns for a change and be on the wrong end of one of those. Hey, Brian, I'm not so sure their fan base doesn't want to see us blow them out. And I hope Florida has success after that because I, I i hope we gotta hope that that uh the amish guy stays down there hey matt and they don't go out and get a better coach what percentage of their fans do you think if we get up early in that thing are just saying hey pat pomelis let's go for all-time embarrassment i bet it's higher than you think it is uh well i, I think a lot of it probably de- depends on whether they uh beat kentucky or not earlier in the season uh, that that's a game that they probably really need to win um, for their sake. Or actually, I think Kentucky's after us this year. So yep. no, it. I, I, they play that game at Utah. So um, I don't. I don't think their fans are, are to that point yet because I think they're kind of recruiting okay. But I mean, you could argue that Florida's kind of a borderline dumpster fire right now, and and. You know, you don't need to give them any oxygen by going down there and and, and blowing a game and giving them a, a big win. Well, actually, you need to throw as much oxygen on it as you can. I don't want to water their dumpster fire. But let's go back to the yeah, comments. yeah, yeah. But true. you're right. No, you're right. Point is, you don't want let you want you don't want them to wiggle out of this deal. No, no, they're they're a program in distress, and you yep. can't give them a, a kind of one of those signature wins that they can point to on the recruiting trail and all that. Yeah, you need to you need to go down there and beat them. I get a sense too from Sunbelt William, who you like to call him. You know, he plays close to the vest football. That's not that's not what they want to do there. You know, they're nouveau reach. Their their program was founded in 1990. Really 89, but really 90 when Spurrier got there. And fun and gun and all that stuff and all that stuff and Chris Doring running around and Riddell Anthony and all that stuff and quarterbacks, mediocre quarterbacks putting up tremendous yard, yardage, yardage numbers and, and then the Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow era by all means possible. The fumigator Tebow out there fumigating the pen, keeping the stench of all the lawlessness that was going on. The sleight of hand. But they were extremely entertaining. The last several years, they've almost been bored to death down there. Even though they had an offensive coach. But he didn't recruit. We'll go back to the phones. It's really interesting. To have the guts to put that Florida game there, it takes a lot of guts. 
I think. Let's go back to the phones. We'll get our next call in. For a fan to say you got to beat Florida this year, I think it's pretty gutty. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, double R. Hey, R, welcome in, double R. How fun is this? This is this is great, right? This is, this is one of the best times of the year. Oh, man. So I just got a notification. It looks like uh, Harbaugh is going to get suspended for four games. Who is? Uh, Harbaugh at Michigan. Wow, what happened? No idea. Siri's trying to explain it to me. <laughs> anyway, um, so great conversation. Uh, here, here is where I'm at with this. No matter what your two teams are, which I have mine, I'll share those with you. How cool is it that we have a stone cold killer as a coach that would run a reverse pass against UT Martin? So if he can beat them, he's going to beat them. That's exactly right. And he urinated that guy off. But that guy urinated him off first. And that's why that's why if he gets a chance, I really think he pummels South Carolina this year, a pummel job. I I don't disagree at all. And so so before I give you my tip, I'm gonna tell you why South Carolina is not my number one. Mm-hmm. Even though I I really, really do despise them in so many ways. Mm-hmm. The only people to blame for what happened at South Carolina is that locker room and that entire group, right? It wasn't us. That was on them. And I guess you saw that Jeremy Banks got cut today. I did see that. So they're they're a nominal program. They're a 500 program. They'll always be a 500 program. Yep. The one thing that Lee Corso is ever right about is they'll never win the SEC. I mean, that's just who they are. And, you know, they, they're they good at making videos, and God bless them for that. Um, but it's our job to take care of uh, groups like that. Now I'm going to talk out the other side of my mouth. So I, I told you Friday, um, you know, growing up in Tazewell and going to Holiday Inn to watch a, a ball game, right? So Kentucky – is a whole different level of frustration for me. Um, I'm not in Poli Joe's camp, but not at least splitting with him in basketball is still bothering me to this day, right? I mean, that's, that's my detest for them. Not only that, whether it's our athletic department or the SEC, they've tried their very best this year put us in the worst position. We're going to go to Lexington after the Alabama game. Yep. And so my dad always said, the greatest feeling in the world is beating Alabama. The worst feeling in the world is losing to Kentucky. And so Kentucky will always be number one. Then I go to number two. You've said this for years, Tony. We've had these opportunities where Florida was there for the taking. Now, this is especially before Georgia is who they are now. You know, you got to respect what they are. I'm with you with Georgia. I hate it, but it is what it is. We could have took that East over so many times, and Florida was there for the taking, and we just fumbled at the goal line, literally at times. We have to go down there and take it back and make this not a game that 
we should be surprised to win. Um, I know they're recruiting well, but SEC's Mike is right. They're trying to do what Napier's trying to do is to build the Alabama 2015. There's no imagination with their offense. It's all about fours and five stars. They're trying to build a program that I think is to our advantage because I think we have a coach that actually has an imagination. We've got the spurrier this time. we got to go take this back and absolutely dominate this series. That's where I'm at with it. You know what? I'll tell you this. Win this game, you're going to rip off five wins in a row. You can feel it coming. But right. you got to win this game to do that, man. You just and you have to prove to yourself, to your fans, to your culture, to everybody involved that you're capable of walking through that door. Absolutely, Huge they game. might get taken off the schedule too. Is another thing. Well, that's a good point, Brian. It may not be an every year game. Eventually, well, that would be just our luck. That'd be just our luck, but they're on so it next year. Gotta, it'd be nice to get at least a three-year streak on. Yeah, them. they're on it next year, year down there in a row. Come up here and beat them again. That's right, Brian. Right, right. Hey, great conversation. Tony. Thank you. I'll get off here. And let some other folks talk. You know, that's the one thing I keep forgetting is that we're in the middle of an era where this is the last year of divisions. It's kind of hard to comprehend that. What this thing's going to be like without divisions. I remember, I remember, because I was here in the 80s before divisions. But, of course, then it was a manageable-sized league, whereas now it's a metastasized mess. But I would be lying to you and be hypocritical if I said that I wasn't a slight bit excited about the possibility of seeing an Oklahoma or a Texas on any given Saturday try to navigate in this league and all the wonderful matchups that come out of this. I'll tell you, Matt, what would be a really interesting show to do, we ought to do this on Thursday, is to take a look at our schedule, take a look at opponent schedules, and say what are the key games in September for our opponents that are going to help determine how these teams are viewed when we play them. Because there's a whole bunch of doorway games in the league. You mentioned one earlier, which is Utah and Florida is a very interesting doorway game, Matt. Because if they go to Utah and get smacked and get beaten the way I think they're going to get beaten, beat up pretty good, roughed up. Utah's got that game circled. They're viewed differently. They win the game, it's totally different. For Alabama, it's Texas. But is there another one for Alabama before we get there? Is the LSU game before or after us? Do you guys know? That's usually after LSU plays Alabama after they play Tennessee, usually. Yeah, I don't know that. This year the schedule's weird. Yeah, I think it's usually after. Tennessee's before. Tennessee's their last game before their bye, before LSU. So there are... They play play at A&M. I think A and M also A and M before they play us play they play Alabama don't they? Yeah, that is that's in College Station, and that's before us, right? I before think they so, come yes. here. Yeah, they play Alabama the week before they play Tennessee. So there are a here. slew 
of interesting games. Speaking of which, I linked to this on the blog today. Game day, guys. Did you see where game day is going to be for the first week of the season? Yeah, it's Charlotte for North Carolina and South Carolina. How bad is that In at a pro stadium? I mean, not that their show matters, but Fox outdid them. Theirs is going to be Colorado and TCU. Hey, y'all, save the fuel, save the gas, do it in your studio. What are they going to do for the Colorado TCU game, Bri? Pay some crisis actors to uh, <laughs> to show up there like the NFL draft does? All the Colorado and TCU football fans in the world might fit into Neyland State. Hello? Maybe. Hello? Maybe. I mean, how bad is that? Let's go back to the phones. Get our next call in. You're live on the Tuesday edition. Hi. How are my friends compatriots doing today? What's up, W? Good day. Sun's out. kind of hot, but it is summer. It is smoking hot. I was hitting my heavy bag before doing the show today, and I thought, freaking is going to get freaking hot out here today, isn't it? Woo, boy. It's fine. I, I count every blessed day that you I can believe it. <laughs> so, uh. We had a good spring, except for on UT baseball weekends. So, uh, uh, but my non-negotiable uh, must-win games are South Carolina and Vandy. You can't lose those two games. What are they, W. Lynn? South Carolina and Vandy. You can't put Vandy on a non-negotiable game, W. Lynn. They're they're straight white trash. Come on, man. I know that, but in memory of George Capago and thinking about all the things he said about Vandy, I, that's just that you've got to kill them. You know, I mean, that's just me. In, in South Carolina, we have to beat them. That dude from South Carolina. You know, I Matt Dixon begrudgingly has to admit, the guy's a pretty good football coach. Admit it, Matt. He gets his guys to play hard, yeah. I mean, you got to admit it. They have, they have elite special teams, yes. you got to admit it. They popped us last year. Popped us out of nowhere. Then they after went and beat Florida, the Clemson the next Florida, week. But, yeah, then after they, Florida beat them like a dog the week before. Well, no, no, no. The, we, we had one of their, I think it was Colin Taylor, we had on. He said, wait till you see how terrible our offense is. Wait till you see how bad this offense. That was the word coming in. They totally changed their game plan. They got us and they got Clemson throwing the ball down the field. Huh? Yeah. What? Huh? I mean, that was an incredible coaching job by Frankie Jr. I think they ended up, what, they win eight games last year, guys? They went eight and five, I believe. That's a pretty good season. I, I respect him. Uh, Matt can crack on him if he wants. He is obnoxious. He does do goofy videos online. So do some of you. I never have. Uh, I mean, obviously I have. But the truth is, W. Lynn, I tip my cap to a guy who, who got us last year, but they're going to pay the price this season. They're really going to pay the price. What a coach waits 10 games to figure his offense out the last two games. Well, that's the same guy that hires Will Friend to coach his offensive line. Is Will Enemy still over there, Matt, or did they let him go? 
Uh, I would assume he's still over there. I don't know. I actually, I don't know. Matt refers to you know, uh, Will Emmons. Wasn't Freddie, Freddie, Ki- didn't Freddie Kitchens call their plays their last two games? Yeah. Fire that guy. Oh, no. I love uh, Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> Freddie Kitchens' head looks like a mayonnaise jar. I'm for him. wonder how much money he carries around in his wallet at, at any given time. Interesting. <laughs> And as far as that going to the pro stadium in Charlotte to play, how bad that is that? Ought be, that ought to be just North Carolina, South Carolina from now on. Nobody else. I know, and <laughs> we're going back it's over it's there. Like, are we playing? Correct me if I'm wrong. West Virginia again. Instead of just going to West Virginia for a game, why don't we do a home and home with them? I know it. it, it it's outrageous. It is totally outrageous. I agree with that. Yeah, I want to go to Charlottesville for a game. What do you think, Charlottesville? Instead of just playing, oh, that'd yeah, be beautiful. I love their, I love that beautiful little stadium. We take that thing over. That's I a went f- there with uh, the, I went there with the whole whole Vanek family in '98 to see uh, Virginia play Buffalo. But you admit to me that's a beautiful place. It was, but it's kind of sickening at the same time. Everybody in their coat, little coat and ties, going to the game and stuff. You know that. Stop that's your land. Man. That's Southern tradition. You're you're besmirching Southern know, tradition. Went, that that was on the campus at UT right before I got there. But then once we got there, it was kind of like start wearing orange and white. I mean, Ray Mayer said it was big orange country. So we said we're not wearing a coat and tie. When did the when did the coat and tie? That's a good question. So when did the coat and tie thing go away? In your humble opinion, I think think it was late sixties, early seventies, because I got there in seventy four. Was my first, which would make sense. That would make sense because the kids at that time were saying to a lot of uh, tradition, forget about it. Yep. Well, I wasn't saying that. I was just saying you need to be comfortable, ready to be the 12th man at a game screaming. And I agree all with that. that. I can't do that in a coat and tie. I remember the coats and ties my mom used to make me wear back in that era, and they were wool. It was terrible. Oh, that yeah, wool was – I can't imagine what those baseball players were feeling in those wool jerseys, W. Lynn. No, I thank you. Either. I don't think I'd play the sport if you made me wear a wool jersey. It was people could take heat back then, though, Tony. They were outdoors more. It's like in my neighborhood. I know it's yep. hot outside. The kids don't come out to play till sundown. We used to play in the heat. You know, well, I mean, maybe it wasn't this hot, but it, you know, it was, we were out there all day. You know, kids I mean, today are well. Never mind. They play video games in the house. Never mind. Don't even get me started. I know, but uh, we sound like old people, Tony. Kids today need bacala, as we say in Italian. Look it up. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, do we want a Huna back? Let me ask you that. Matt Dixon, uh, position statement yes, on the show. Yes, do we want a Huna back? Because yes. I don't know if yes, I want him I, back. I'm sorry. I don't yes. either. I'm yes, sorry. I take him back. That guy loafs around, man. Well, if he, you know, if he shows up and he's a team player and there's no disruptions in the clubhouse, but uh, I don't think he was a positive force in the clubhouse. W. Lynn knows. W. Lynn's talking. uh, He's what we're calling spitting facts right now on the air. Faxes. You know he's spitting faxes, Matt. I'll go yes, yes, yes. I'm not going to disagree with that, but this would be the second year here, more comfortable here. You don't have... That suspension deal hanging over at the start of the season to do all I you know, I, 
I just, I just think it'd be a much better situation if he was back for another year, and I would absolutely take him back. W. Lynn, well, they're already. You know, I give every man a second chance. Yep. He gets in there and says, I'm a team player now, and it's all about us. Yep. You know, it's, and maybe that would humble him. Maybe if he is unable to reach a deal with them today. Because to Matt's point, that very seldom happens. Uh, Tennessee told me this morning they would absolutely take him back, though. They would welcome him back, and they called me a clown for asking that question. Because, W. Lynn, I come about it from the same place you are. Huh? What did you say, Matt? As, as they should have. Well, I come about it from the same place W. Lynn is, which is, would you welcome him back? And they were like, well, he didn't go into the portal. Of course we'd welcome him back. And I, and I started to go with the dis- – and I was told, you need to grow up. That's what I was told today. Hey, you like that, W. Lynn? Yeah, I mean, you know, we got to have a, the clubhouse all on the same page. But they told me know. to grow up for worrying about that. They said, let – I was told – let us worry about that. You don't worry about that. Okay. Worry about the rain delays. Lightning delays. Lightning delays. W. Lynn, thank you. I think Great show, guys. Matt's referencing when I texted Tony this year and said, man, it's raining. He goes, yeah, I see that. It was during one of those midweek games. We were live on the air. And I said, so game tonight? Question mark. He says, yeah, why wouldn't there be, question mark. I said, it's raining. He said, I see that. I say, so you're still playing? He said, we have turf. We always Genius. play. Genius. <laughs> What's the last thing he said? Genius. As long as it's not lightning in Chattanooga, we're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Got to love this era we're living in, man. Everybody's so safe right now, it's like unsafe. Stop and think about that. It's kind of like all this technology we have. We've never communicated less with all this technology. Go ahead, Matt. Well, the the quarterback and running backs at Mississippi State are not safe because that's where Will Enemy is, the offensive line coach now. (laughs) And And he was actually at Auburn the past two years, which is very fitting because that was a total train wreck as well. Our friends at footballscoop.com. How does he keep getting jobs? Our friends, because once you're in the club, Bry, you can't get He's out of the club. I guess. Yeah, it's correct. He's a maiden man. We're going to get Will Freeman. Jim Harbaugh, head coach of Michigan and the NCAA, are working toward a negotiated resolution. That's from footballscoop.com. Our very own John Bryce's publication. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, and the NCAA are working toward a negotiated resolution stemming from alleged false statements he made to NCAA investigators during an investigation into recruiting violations. Ross Dellinger is actually reporting this, who we've had on the show a time or two. That resolution, which is yet to be finalized, is expected to see him suspended for the first four games of the season. In order to be finalized, the resolution needs to be approved by the NCA Committee on Infractions. First four games for Michigan for the upcoming year, in case you're interested. East Carolina at home, UNLV, Bowling Green, and the Big Ten opener, which is an annual classic against Rutgers. So he won't miss a game. Four games and he won't miss a game. That matters. I think his first game back sat in Nebraska, which is a really cool matchup. Matt and I have soft spots for Nebraska. 
I went toward their 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 campus and stadium when we were out in Omaha. What did did you feel something special? Yeah, we actually walked out onto the field. They wow, it. It was, really? It was open. Yeah, really? I've sent you pictures of it. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Is Matt Rule going to win there? Because I think he will. I think Matt Rule's a great college football coach. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll he'll do pretty good there. They'll be in that seven to nine win range in you know two or three years. Yeah. Are they? I don't know if, don't know if he can take the next step. Are they but. keeping their league in divisions? Do we know, Brian? Are they doing away with it? Because if they keep it in divisions, he would have a chance to win that division over there with Wisconsin being a little down in time, not this year. That's a good question. Well, Wisconsin's no, going to be good fickle, so. They're doing away with I it, I thought right? they were getting rid of divisions. Yeah, remember, your Penn State guys don't have any permanent that's right. opponents. That's right. Yeah, that's right. See, the whole but, thing is just so like hard Rutgers to follow. Like, Rutgers has three. It doesn't make any sense. Rutgers has three, right. Yeah, they'll be, getting, they'll be no more after this last season, too, so they're going to change along with the SEC. Eight, six, the five. moral of that yeah. story for Harbaugh is don't beat Ohio State two years in a row. As we continue with more, Hugh Tasty Freeze will tell you, when you start beating the Ohio States and the Alabamas of the world, you might be looking for a job soon as we continue after this. <laughs> This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. It's rodeo time in Murray County, the 19th annual Murray County Sheriff Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30 and the show starts at 8. As always, kids 11 and under get in free. We have free pony rides, petting zoos, face painting, balloons, and bounce houses, all in our spectacular kids' zone. We have cowboys and cowgirls from all over the United States fireworks show immediately after the main event bull riding. Pre-sale tickets are $15 and can be purchased at United Co-op or Columbia Farm Supply or at the gate they're $20. All brought to you by Harness LLC where we build people that move dirt. Again the 19th annual Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30 show starts at 8. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. But that's why, Dixon, I don't go on the record with that stuff. As we go back to the phones, a lot of moving parts. Five in front of the hour. We are no doubt heading for a TLD Logistics Overdrive. Overtime. Your two non-negotiables on Tennessee's schedule. Let's go back to our busy phones, get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Greetings, Tony. Greetings. Your two non-negotiables, A&M and Missouri. The 
reasons are A&M because, well, a couple of reasons for A&M. Uh, it's, uh, if you're going to, if you're going to make your top four in the conference, you've got to beat them. And it's right before you play Alabama. So, uh, you obviously want to, hey, did, obviously uh, want to beat them. Did Vandy make your list there, Vandy Joe, about non-negotiable? Well, I mean, you guys think they're going to beat their eyes shut. What do you uh, think? So, uh, I think it'll be a more competitive game this year than it was last year, but that, that, oh, who knows? Who knows? It has to be. What? No, it doesn't have to be. Nothing doesn't have to be. To doesn't have to yeah. be, Matt. Vanderbilt literally didn't field a defense in the third quarter. I'm aware of that, Matt. I mean, Matt, why do you throw that in his out. face? I mean, it's a nice July they, day outside, well, Matt. They, they had beaten Kentucky and Florida and were playing for a bowl game and acted like they literally didn't prepare for the game at all. I don't understand, Joe, why he's doing this to you. It's middle of summer. He's a cheap shot artist. And you so called I'm in to talk to about our him. team just for the sake of the conversation. No, here. no, no. I, I called. That's right. I called in to t- you asked for non-negotiables. The two non-negotiables. Well, Missouri ought to be from, obvious. From the Tennessee fans. Missouri ought to be obvious because of Hypo in, in that situation. Now, why Missouri? Say that again, Hypo in that situation. What's that situation? Well, he coached at Missouri. Oh, he, he doesn't care about that. There. They're yesterday's news. Come on, Joe. And, and the, uh, here's the other part of it. It's right before they play Georgia. They lose that game, and they lose that game, and Georgia is irrelevant. Matt, what do you think of Joe's read on Tennessee's schedule? Would you size it up for me? Uh, well, I kind of put Missouri in that that Kentucky category of games that I've kind of already pinned in as wins. Brian, better or worse than their third I don't, quarter? I don't view Missouri as that high of a, a program to put them on. On this kind of list. Better or worse, Brian, than their third quarter against us last year, in your humble opinion? Say that again. Is Vandy Joe's call better or worse than their third quarter against us last year, in your humble opinion? Oh, I, I think he's, he's having a great – everything's better than Vandy's third quarter against Tennessee. Now, why are you doing that? Joe, why are they ripping you like this? I don't understand. Joe, 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 what'd you guys do to him? Now, he just hung up on us. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't cool. Did the detonation sound. Well, he hung up. He had to be there. Now, now I feel bad. We're heading for it. Joking around. I like Vandy Joe. But that third quarter last year, Matt, I remember they had like three eighty-yard touchdown runs. After like, the that's game, unheard of. After the game, we were on the air talking about how it felt like. I don't even know what it felt like, but we were all like laughing about how they just weren't competing, and they weren't competing. They were not competing. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks.
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. Gypsy Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com A loud and live production. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.